0: Hello, hello, welcome to the Scripts and Scribes live stream. I'm your host, Kevin Fukunaga. Thanks for spending part of your Saturday with us. Uh, Before we get started, next Saturday, May 22nd at 10am Pacific, 1pm Eastern, our guest for the live stream will be writer-producer-showrunner Brendan Hay, whose credits include Harvey Girls Forever, Dawn of the Cruise, Robot Chicken, The Simpsons, and the upcoming Gremlins, Secrets of the Mogwai, and more. Uh, It's the first in what we're calling our Meet the Showrunner series, where you you can ask questions of a showrunner and maybe glean some info that will hopefully help you get staffed, but today... In the second of our series of Meet the Manager designed to help you get repped, uh, we have on the show a literary manager and producer who got his start at industry entertainment before being promoted to manager while at Caliber Media. He's also worked as a manager at Silent R and spent time at Innovative Artists prior to forming his own management production company. His clients include writers on the new Netflix film Army of the Dead, which I'm really excited about, uh, Stranger Things, John Wick 3 and 4, CW's Legacies, Bubbles, about Michael Jackson's chimpanzee, oh, yeah. which sold for a record $20 million yeah. in a big order netflix said to R. be
1: directed be it's dead though oh, it's dead oh well. but it was gonna be good yeah we were making it we were making it it's honestly one of the saddest i mean i get it michael jackson right asshole. but that's why i think you know and i think the movie it just maybe i think it was too much at the time when all that stuff that was going on with mm-hmm. the hbo stuff but i do think it's something that maybe we can revisit because i think the part about the script that's so powerful to people is that it doesn't let them off the hook right right it like it can it both celebrates his life but by seeing it through bubbles eyes you kind of like you have this kind of i think it, i think that's why people so freaked out about it so much too because it kind of gives this nuance to it and like doesn't he's he's the villain by the end of the movie right. against bubbles right bumbles is like it's our perspective being upset at him. so i think that's why i think it's so elegant and so hopefully maybe maybe sometime people will be ready for that idea right like, yeah. yeah i mean we'll see maybe not right now maybe not right now maybe not right now <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, thank you for coming on the show, Lee Stobie, for, uh, hello, Welcome back. If you haven't heard Lee's previous episode, check him out at scriptsandscribes.com. Uh, before we open it up to questions from the audience, I did want to ask you a few questions that I think might be cool. of interest to uh, you know a number of our viewers sure. and listeners. Um, sure. So for those who haven't heard
1: your previous interview, um, let's start off at the beginning. How did you end up as a lit rep? Where did you get your start? Um, well, yeah, first I just, I like, yeah, I like, I loved my old podcast and people mm-hmm. always still email me and be like, Oh my God, I love your old podcast. It was so fun. So I was like, Oh, I'll just do another one. Yeah. So like, I know we've kind of like, we were, so, we were trying to do this a couple times, but I was right. like, you know what? That's what we'll do the live stream too, because I love live questions. I love an audience. I think it's just like, all of a sudden I just commit to doing it. Sure. Here I am. Sure. <laughs> I'm here. I'm doing it. So,
0: um, yeah, no, we appreciate so how it. I started. So
1: yeah, like, I think, you know, to me, I was 15, 14 or 15 years old. And I was watching Lord of the Rings in a movie theater, and I was about 45 minutes in the movie, and I had this profound epiphany where I'm like, I need to do this Mm -hmm. for the rest of my life. Like, whatever this is i just don't know where to look (laughs) but it's like i don't know what this movie is that i'm experiencing. around that's coming into my eyeballs Mm -hmm. but i need to do this all the time i need to figure out everything about these things i had such a like profound experience watching that movie and i was like this is what i need to do so from that moment onwards i was like i'm gonna work in movies and also most importantly i'm gonna find a job where i get paid to watch movies Mm -hmm. and i want to hang out with the coen brothers like that was it like that was like i was like i want to be like i just want to be you know i want to be where the people are, right? It's like, I want to like, I want to be part of this thing. It's so cool. Right, right? Making movies is so awesome. Right. So I think that just like kind of set this kind of motion where it's like, really, every paper that I wrote was about movies. Mm. Every single one. From like that moment onward, everything to me was movies. Mm-hmm. Everything I consumed, everything I thought about was that. So then I went to college, came out here, had never been to LA, got a couple internships. And I just like started just getting into it, just reading scripts. Like, I remember like I read like, I don't know what year that would have So it would have been 2000 nine so the all the 2008 blacklist scripts i read like all of them oh So as an intern i was just like okay i read all of them i read like mm. the whole the whole bucket of them and i was reading every screenplay i possibly get just like trying to like absorb like running and i had this one internship and it was kind of annoying but like i did errands all over town but you know what i actually think it really taught me about la in a really profound way too just driving stuff around la right Going to every studio being in all these offices seeing the whole like just kind of like, really just exploring la so I went from there. Then yeah, I went to and I got an assistant at um, industry. Then I went to Caliber Medias where I got promoted, and I started finding clients. Like yeah, I never really had the say like oh I'm going to be a manager
2: because
1: mm-hmm. I think there's maybe there's a connotation where it's like I just, well when you first come out like what's a manager? Like, right. What is that? It's like they work with actors or something. They're like they like they're like like an agent or something. They're like people make like oh so those people that make they make fun of in the TV shows because they're like you know right. agents or lawyers or something. It's like I don't do I want to be that. Like I don't know if that's what I want to be. I was like I want to be a producer. Mm-hmm. But I think what I realized is that. You know, especially with Lit, what I re- what I learned really early on is these things are so connected to each other. Mm-hmm. They're so integrated with one another, right? That, like, me representing a writer, like, I'm kind of like, and I learned, this. you know, be, getting this job working for this manager, I never really kind of thought about it this way, but, like, you're kind of like, this is how I become friends with the Coen brothers, right, mm-hmm. is that I represent them. <laughs> like, I connected these things, like, oh, this is how I do it. Like, I could find the Coen brothers and then be their person, mm-hmm. It helps shepherd them through the entire step of this process. And at the same time, being creatively involved in everything that they're doing.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Not just one project. I'm involved in hundreds of projects right. across all my clients. Not just stuff that I'm working on, but they're working on stuff. It's like to have my fingers in so many different pots at the mm-hmm. same time was really profound to me. So that's why I started pursuing that. So I was at Caliber. I got promoted. That's where I signed Kate Tree Fry, who's on Stranger Things. That's where I signed Rodney Asher, who just had this movie, at, who just had his third movie at Sundance i don't, just working in Hollywood is just such a cool thing. Mm-hmm. I just feel like so kind of like, you know, blessed to just kind of even be involved at all. But, you know, but at the same time, it's like, I have still that 15 year old boy being like, oh my God, it's so fun. Like I love movies so much. Like my client's movies in a the theater. And I'm like, I went and saw it yesterday or on Thursday. I'm going to go see it again. I just, who now? Like, I'm so excited. Right. <laughs> like, I love it. Cause I'm like, I'm just, I can't take any direct credit for it. But like, he, Shay's like my, I'm like so proud of him. Right. Like, I'm so excited for all of his success. And like, I found him Hmm. right i was judging the lmu undergraduate scripts
2: mm-hmm.
1: and i found one of his scripts and then look at he wrote this movie it's mm-hmm. crazy it could it's crazy like this that just only happens because i found his script it's like magic right so that, to me that's the power of being a manager it's just like oh mm. my god like i can i make magic happen every day right by just trying to make interesting things and putting people like, putting people and you know putting projects and scripts and writers out in the world that i are making kind of stuff that i want to see mm-hmm. Right. And then, you know, then it, there you go, then it kind of ripples and you know, how then it ripples through time and space to like, actually make movies get made. Right. <laughs> Somehow. Right. <laughs> right. Every movie is like, that gets made is like magical. How did this happen? Like, I guess it's just a like, guy started throwing bubbles into a, rock, a pond and then all of a sudden the movie happened. It's like, it's so kind of magical in that way. So does that answer your question? I don't know what the question was. How did I get in here? That's
0: yeah. That. Yeah. No, you how did you to get start? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, so what is it? Um, what makes a, a good client? Like what attributes do they have? What do you look for? Uh, what is it that uh, makes a writer or potential client stand out?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it's maybe I'll just, maybe I'm answering the next question with this answer too. Yeah. But I think a lot of people ask like, well, how do you get a manager? What is sure. it? It's like, I, and then I was, I did this, I joined this clubhouse thing a couple of weeks ago and it was like, they're like, Oh, you're the new group lately." What's the answer? Like, how do you find a manager? And the answer is we find you, mm. <laughs> we find you sure we find you. So I think that's it. Like, what do i'm looking for i'm looking for i don't know exactly what i'm looking for but i'm looking for something that i want
2: mm-hmm.
1: right like i have like oh my god this is amazing right like you know like this is oh my god this is so cool this gets me really excited i want to send this to people i want people to read this thing this is so like cool and interesting or you know sure like also like maybe it'll sell right there always has to be like at least has to be some kind of economics into the sure. you know, into the kind of equation of it so i have to like you know kind of run the numbers mm-hmm. through what it is being like it does this does this our executive is going to be like yeah this works right like are people going to respond to it in a profound way right because it's like you know at the same time it's like it, the things that people respond to in a profound way is this small right like i'm really playing in the margins right it's like there's so many screenplays right but so i have to find the best ones right and you know and that's to me like one of the most fun parts of my job is just reading tons of screenplays and finding something like, i'm gonna mention Shay like i just found him in a mm-hmm. stack of scripts right every single you know most of my clients I was, like, was on a panel with another manager and she was saying that all of her are referrals. I'm like, I actually at my first, my top five clients. Only one of them was a referral. The other ones I found, oh. whether it was Nichols, whether it was a screenplay contest, whether they had just graduated from college, whether like I just read their stuff, right? I was, I just was filtering through screenplays, just reading wow. as many as yeah. I can, just reading as many as I can. Then, oh, this one, this one, this one, this one, this one, right? Kind of going to the buffet and trying all the mm-hmm. food. I'm like, well, I like this one. I'll take this one home with me. <laughs> right it's like i like right. this one right i like this flavor of ice cream so i'm gonna pick that one right you know not worrying about um you know so yeah like so i think for me how do i find people i don't know i read query letters you know people query me all the time i signed this i signed this woman a couple weeks ago from a query letter and i'm not just about to go with their script wow so that's like so just by a query letter again like it has to be specific it sure. has to be something where i can immediately identify oh that's interesting mm mm-hmm right? I think the thing about query letters too is that, and I'm going to steal this from, this was not my quote with someone else, but like, this is your first writing sample,
2: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> right? You're like, I'm a writer. Here's this. Then if I get if I get a query letter and it's like three different fonts and they're all different sizes right. and it's like formatted all weird. And then it's dear madam. I'm like, you're a writer, right? <laughs> you what do you want me to hire you for? Not right. writing clearly, right? Like, like maybe pick something else. If that's what your email, if you can't even construct an email, mm-hmm. I don't, ask what the screenplay looks like sure right? if that's how you craft an email i know what your screenplays look like right like w- don't waste my time right so it has to have you know put it has to feel like there's effort put into it and, you know most of the query letters are bad Right. most of the screenplays are bad but you know what there's some of them are good and again like it's like you know but i'm looking for the right things like contests you know is there uh yeah like you know it has to have those markers of things that, like oh that's interesting but also then just a logline the logline yeah. has to be cool like if it has to like some impressive kind of things and then a long line, right? If we're doing a career, career letter, but otherwise it's like just everywhere, right? Again, a lot of referrals too, you know. But like at the same time, just finding the top tier stuff, mm-hmm. right? I'm just looking for like something that oh, this is exciting. This gets me excited. I want to have people read this, you know. That's it. It just has to. It has. To, I have to respond to it in that kind of visceral way, mm-hmm. right? Whatever I want to so. so what specific? You mentioned nickel.
0: Uh, I'm mm-hmm. assuming the blacklist, which a lot of uh, reps mm-hmm. filter through. What yeah. other sources or contests do you take seriously? What other sort of websites do you take seriously um, that you found clients? I at love or... Nichols.
1: Mm-hmm. I think to me, like the Nichols quarterfinalists, like those, that to me is like the best. I love the Austin Film Festival, too. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of fun stuff in there, too. And I love that festival, too. I just think it's like such a fun like mm-hmm. writer fest like just as a film festival but just writers and it just feels like really powerful and interesting sure. just have all these writers uh-huh. right in this space it's like it's kind of like it's like the it's like the revenge of the nerds a little bit like we're gonna have our film festival too right. and it's still fun, right like y'all not the actors. No, no no we're gonna have our own so it's kind of i think that's a fun festival mm-hmm. um but i don't know just kind of everything right yeah i think you know and i and i and i think this is the big thing to really realize is that like if you have an amazing screenplay like it really isn't difficult to like these things all should be easy. Right. Contests and these, like if, if your screenplay is good, it will do well, mm. in my experience. Right. Right. Like there really is very few screenplays that are actually really, really, really good. Right. So if you submit to a contest, sure, not all contests are perfect, but it should progress. At least mm. again, that's to me, that's why I like with the quarterfinals the most of nickels, because I think that's I think it's only two readers have read it. I think they kind of maybe get a little bit watered down once they get to like you know five, seven, ten writers or something. Like I don't know, if like to me, I don't know. Movies by committee isn't necessarily like my process of how I think about movies, mm-hmm. right? But, uh, but again, at the same time, like if it's quarterfinal, I rather I want the one that the person gave a ten to. Gotcha. Because that's how you make a movie, right? I don't need every person to give a ten a ten. This was my favorite screenplay. I rather find the judges that was their favorite screenplay, mm-hmm. right? So again, the quarters that means like that means that at least someone or the group of them thought it was good, mm-hmm. right? For it to kind of get into that next, into that next sphere of, of, of scripts, mm-hmm. right? So I think, yeah, I love those. What else do I look, look at?
2: I don't know, just like kind of,
1: you know, I think it's just all, just get people to read your screenplays. I get it all over the place. I get screenplays from all kinds of, every corner. Like, I mean, I've signed people from meeting them at bars. Wow. Dude, it's like, I don't know, it's just, I don't know, it's all over the place, right? It's like, I don't know, they're Just writers are everywhere, right? Like I remember, um, I don't want to tell that story, but, but he just like I was like just was like hanging out with one of my friends, sure. and then he was like, my wife is a writer, mm-hmm. and I was like, what's your screenplay? And then she puts me the screen. I'm like, oh my god, that sounds great. And then she's like, gone on to like you know write big things, right? And I was like, oh look at that, mm-hmm. like you know she ended up going with another manager instead of me, but I was like, look at, it. I was like I was just hanging out at a bar, I'm like hi, and then they're like oh and then like look at now she's like a big writer, right. so it's like, you know, so it's just like they're everywhere, right? If you have an amazing screenplay, that's what I'm saying, like that, like I, her screenplay was good enough. I knew that it was like I heard that idea. I was like, "Yes, that's gonna work."
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It was instantaneous. Like, "Oh, that idea will work," right? And then look, at it, and then it, it worked out for her. So it's like I think you have to just kind of understand. Like, that's why concepts are important too, because it's not just like, "Oh, you're a good writer," but like, do you understand what is an idea that only you can write? Mm. I think a lot of writers make again. I'm kind of like you never change it, but like I think a lot of writers make this mistake of writing what they think that other people want. But really, you can't really, it's just gonna feel disingenuous. To me, the best screenplays are the ones where I get a log line or I see them like, oh my God, wow, who is that person? Mm -hmm. Based upon the log line, I can tell that it's an interesting person because of how their brain works, Gotcha. right? Something about the idea, like, wow, that person has something to say based upon just the idea itself, right? It should be that powerful, right? Like that elevator pitch, but that is important where it's not just about, oh, is it sellable? It's like, no, do you have a complex mind? Can you think about stories and movies in a complex way, Hmm. right? Because why is someone gonna pay you a million dollars for a screenplay? Because you had to do a million dollars in effort to put into it, or you're worth a million dollars, or you were like something that's unlike anything else, right? That's what you have to, you have to hone that. You have to find what your like intrinsic quality Hmm. is to this.
0: Uh, How many scripts do you read a week on average and and how many queries do you get a week on
1: average? Oh my God. I get a lot of queries. Yeah. I mean, I'll probably get, I mean, I'll get a, over a dozen queries a day. Probably. Yeah. If and, not more. I and, mean, sometimes I'll get a lot. And on like, average, how many of those would you say? I mean, honestly, after this, you, I'll probably get a lot. And, and, after, and out of <laughs> I mean, those, how many would idea. you say you that's actually right read? At me. Right. Email me. I'm at me. But I think, you know, but like, I think it depends. Cause I think a lot of it, it's like most of what I'm reading is client mm-hmm. stuff. Right.
2: Really,
1: in like a real way. Right. sure it's like i'm looking at the screenplays but it's like i'm i'm not spending as much time trying to like hunt after writers as mm. i used to as my business has matured right that's not something that i have to like it's my time is better spent developing the things that i'm working that I'm, like the clients that i have that are going to sell like their tv shows their specs their project like focusing on those things mm. and spending because i was like actually paying my bills right it was actually keeping my business going right? Like kind of the more speculative, like newer clients. It's like, yeah, I bring in something you know, I'm trying to, you know, I want to bring in more of those all the time, but it has to be like, I have to do the work that gets me paid first. Sure. Right? Like breaking a writer. It's like, it can take anywhere. I mean, someone like Shay, he's like 27. Now I signed him. I oh got 2016, I guess. So it's been five years, okay. I guess I represented him and like He's very fast to get to where he is. I've never seen anything like it. Incredibly fast, right? So that's the thing. It's like to actually have a client like mature, it it takes years, Mm -hmm. It take a decade, right? Like to actually become somebody that's like, okay, this is actually a machine that is like running, right? Until then it's like, you get some wins, and It's like, you know, it's like, it's kind of like, you know, it takes a time to kind of build something into something, Right. right? So what was the question? How, oh, how many things am I reading? Right. It's like, I think it depends. I mean, but I'd say, I mean, at least this is what I'd say, with especially with these screenplays and queries and contests and stuff. It's like, it's not that I'm reading a whole screenplay. Let's oh, sure, serious. sure,
2: sure. Let's
1: be serious here, right? If I'm reading two pages of it and I don't like it, what do I need? Like, I'm done, right? right? Like, I'm out, right? Like, what do I I don't need to do this, right? I can move on with my life else, right? I can move on to both my business. So it's like, you know, I'll, but I'll look at, you know, dozens mm-hmm. right dozens a week right to right. get a sense of like does this work sure. for me does this work for me or not right and how many like, need, how many i need to feel it's like me like yes this is it right because right? we like when i read shay's script which was about um stephen king writing and directing directing Maximum overdrive mm-hmm. in the 80s like coked out of his mind like directing this movie i read the screenplay i read the first page and the first two pages is a monologue of him doing a line of coke and then pitching to his book author his book agent um thinner (laughs) and i remember reading this being like oh my god where is this writer like where is this person that wrote this insane thing clearly that's not like clearly that's all fictionalized it's just it's for fun but it's like i was like oh my god this writer is so fun Mm -hmm. like to even think of this to even, like, think of writing this, right. right? How much, like, joy it had. And, like, how much, also, like, how much of, like, an, clearly, like, a Stephen King, fa- like, fan he is and knows so much about his movies, right? And his thing. So it was, like, this is a writer. Like, it immediately was, like, this is a person right. that understands movies and uh, knows how to write a screenplay that will be compelling, right? So then that's the thing. It's, like, you all know. Like, you know. Like, you're, like, oh, my God, what is this? Right? It becomes very obvious very quickly. Or it should if you're doing screenplays correctly right
0: mm-hmm. um we i actually have more questions for you but i'm gonna start since we're starting to get questions from the okay, cool. chat i'm gonna ask you a cool. few here uh let's see nick p um says lee do you prefer writers in certain genres uh, oh, nice. are there any genres you avoid yeah. and is that as they don't interest you or you or aren't as marketable
1: sure that's a good question yeah. i think to me absolutely i think certain I think to me, I just realized I'm best when I'm excited about the material. Mm -hmm. So I think I tend to be the kind of stuff that I enjoy where it's like, I like, this is what I would say, weirdos only. So even if I like an action movie, Mm -hmm. I don't like, I don't, I don't like things that are too traditional, right? Like things have to be interesting regardless of what it is, right? But I also think even though, even if I have writers that do things that are more, what I don't know what the right word is, they're the why they got the job is because they're not,
2: hmm.
1: <laughs> right? They're interesting. They have things to say. They are writing this crazy shit, right? They're writing crazy shit. So I think whatever it is, it has to be possessed. I, I, I use this term incendiary. Hmm. It has to be like a grenade is going off on my computer when I'm reading it. I'm like, oh my God, right? So what does that mean? That tends to not be like a costume drama, let's say. <laughs> Right. It's like, I was thinking, like, like, so certain things, sure, I can understand why people like them, but like, they're not going to be for me because it needs to like explode. Mm-hmm. Like, I need to like feel the script like coming to life. So it tends to be like, I mean, comedies ish, but I would say more like, act- I would say like more propulsive comedy or like really irreverent comedy or like sci fi comedy, not just like pure comedy. Like, I'm not the person, like, I feel like a stand up comic, like, that's not like my, mm, like, that wouldn't be my vibe. If mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. Right? I would like something that's more like what's a good example I can think of you know again, like I mentioned the Coen brothers like that like that kind of vibe of a thing like that's the kind of comedy I'm talking about so mm-hmm. it would be the same with action or sci-fi or thrillers so it, t- again, it tends to be those kind of things more kind of like I love Sundance movies I love Cannes movies you know I love you know I love all those movies too but sometimes it's like I also have to like as much as I love like a really weird interesting like cool drop it's like uh, it's like I have to still you know I still have to spend my time on things that I think people are actually going to get traction in Hollywood mm. with right it still has to kind of I still have to balance these things a little bit right so it has to be I want weird things that I haven't seen before but I still want it to feel like there is like a propulsion towards but I want to make money in Hollywood. like I want to do commercial things whatever that means right as a four-letter word right like that there's I can see that there's like a desire in the voice of this writer to actually work in Hollywood at a high level, sure. right? So that tends, yeah, that tends to be thrillers, you know, comedies, you know, that kind of stuff, right? Like dramas, there are people that work in high-end dramas. It's just not my thing. Mm-hmm. That's not my thing, right? That's not my thing. Costume stuff are hard. Again, like just period stuff in general. It's like, again, it doesn't matter if I like it or not. It's just difficult. Mm-hmm. If you write a period thing, write The Witch, is what I would say, right? If you're gonna do a period thing, write something that, again, but that's still gonna be hard. Right? that's still gonna be hard for people to do something like that but write something that's gonna feel again a proposal of incendiary is gonna have something like, oh my god what is that that's so cool mm-hmm. right that's it I, don't, I think it just has to stand out that's it i don't think to be, but the same time it's like yeah it just has to stand out right like i've i've gone up you know i've gotten dramas on the blacklist too That were just like but they were like cool or they were unique or they i'd never seen anything like that before right so it's something truly unique too is really important
2: right
0: That makes sense. Um, Yeah. Non, non non-conventional, I suppose.
1: Um, Yeah. Yeah, Non-conventional, but still fun. Yeah. No. Yeah. (laughs) Fun is a big thing for me. Right. It's like, if if I just can't, I just, I can't, I just can't, I I just couldn't imagine. Like, you know, I'm developing a screenplay. Sometimes I've read it like a dozen times. It's like, I just don't want to read a drama 20 times. Right. No, I (laughs) got you. I just, it doesn't, it doesn't bring me joy. Right. Right. It doesn't. Right, like not as much. Like again, not that I wouldn't, but it'd have to be. I'd have to know what, what it is. I'd see it. I would know when I saw it. Sure. Right, whatever. Hmm. Right. Uh, let's see here. Um, oh, 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 one more other thing I would yeah, say. Yeah. Also, as a queer person, I think queer stuff is also a big thing for me too. Sure. Like just like queer, like just queer and like the bro and like I think that stuff as a queer person, I like working on those things because also, again, just they speak to my, <laughs> like, those are the things that I would tend to get more dramatic with too because I feel like I want to say things. Gotcha. Right. So I think that's also something I would right. say. Right. Oh, yeah. Weirdos. Yeah. Queer, weird. Yeah. All of them. <laughs> all of that.
0: Or any combination thereof. <laughs> okay.
1: Gotcha. Bring it to me. Uh,
0: let's see here. Um, Shashwat Joshi asks, what are the things in a script that make you think the script is not good and what do you look uh, for let's see, moved. Yeah, what do you look for in the starting pages of yeah. a script? Yeah.
1: yeah, I mean, honestly, mm-hmm. the number one thing that always just kills a screenplay is dialogue. uh it's just like I'll be in like, what oh, way? Is... No, like if you're like, oh, this is like, oh, cool, like, ooh, an interesting world, or like they set right. up the space, and then it's like the dialogue. Like you read the characters, and you're just like, oof.
0: I mean, it's flat. Or... Just bad. No, yeah. it's just bad. Oh, or I got it's
1: you. Dumb, or it's like it just. Why am I supposed to do it like you can't? Like, I can't move on from that, gotcha. Right? Like, I can because I think about from my perspective, like, I can teach someone like structure, I could teach someone like even formatting. Right? I could even teach someone like how to like kind of like bring more intensity to their descriptions mm-hmm. and stuff, but I can't teach someone how people act
0: and speak right. <laughs> right? Exactly. If
1: your issue is that you don't know how people interact with each other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't, that's, that's, that is, that is my, my, my skills as a manager don't reach. Yeah, that's people. the limit. right like, I can't edit dialogue. Right? right. Right. It's like dialogue to me is also, that's just the most difficult thing to write. And if you can get that correct, you, you will eat out on that forever. Mm. Right. I think that's why, again, like I'm not a big play person, but why do so many playwrights transition to, to film is because that's what plays are. Mm. Right. Like if you can understand how people work and how to make them talk and interact and create you know, drama just through p- in human interaction, that's the bulk of what film is too. Like it doesn't matter how big and explosive or loud something is, if the people don't feel real and their emotions and their tensions are not connected to each other, it's flat. Hmm. Your script will be dead. It will feel dead. It'll mm-hmm. feel like it's a, like a robot wrote it, right? It won't feel like there's like emotion. The emotions have to come from the character, right? The descriptions, like th- the characters are where the emotion of a story is coming from. Right. So you have to find that. So yeah, those are the things that like formatting. I mean, if someone sends me a Word document instead of a PDF, can... <laughs> right? It's like that because like sure, it's like understanding those kind of things. Data melee is just like a no. Mm. Like no. Like no. Right? Like I can't, I can't, I can't build someone up that much. Mm. Right. Like, again, like you have to kind of understand the basics of it. Right. And it has to be like, again, but it's also like the prose has to be good. Right. If it feels clunky or it doesn't feel natural, the prose, like that stuff has to feel really natural, but dial, I think dialogue is the one that that always kills me. Right. Like I can kind of plow through kind of like pretty good descriptions, but if the dialogue is like not (sighs) good, I just, I can't, I'm just like, I just, all right, done. Right. Next. Right.
0: That makes sense. Um, let's see here. Kapil Gatwai says, Lee, I wanted to ask, as someone who wants to be a writer-director uh, oh. and someone who wants to make independent movies, uh, mm-hmm. how would you advise me to move forward in this industry after
1: graduation? I guess okay. they're in school. I would just say make stuff. Mm-hmm. That's it. I, I think really, like, especially with directors, I think, I mean, I have more writers I do have directors too. But I think that's the thing with directors is that like, the number one goal if you are if you are a writer you write and if you're a director you direct so if you sit you can't at a certain point you have to go make something mm-hmm. you have to be generating content right if you're not generating content then i don't think that you're a director right like you're only a director if you're directing things right so direct things all the time like when i meet directors like your director it's like they are doing like a music video with their friend and then they're gonna do this other thing and they're gonna do this other thing and then they're gonna do this thing and then they're gonna do some camera tests. And it's like, I'm like, oh my God, you're a director, mm-hmm. right? Like, cause they are like directing things, right? You can make a movie on your phone, right? So it's like, go mix stuff is what I would say. Like, don't like find, to do stuff. I think that's it. Like write screenplays and try to get your movies made sure. But like, just be, just be directing all the time. Just be directing things or thinking about directing or, like just be kind of living and breathing that all the time. Right. And also same like again, if you're also a writer, just trying to get in wherever you can. So if you're a big good writer, you know, like Quentin Tarantino, he sold all of his first scripts before he let, before he directed one, too. Again, because mm-hmm. he's trying to just play the game. Right? right. Don't be too precious either. Like you're just trying to get in wherever you can. So get in. Right. So if you're writing on some screenplay and then they want to, you want to, someone wants to buy it and then someone else wants to direct it, it's like cool. Are you going to not let that happen or are you going to let that happen? Understand that you can do another one.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Right. I think to me, it's like I think when write, I mean, writers do this too, it's like, like, oh, they're so precious about a screenplay. It's like, if you can't write another one of these,
0: that's You're have a-, a short career.
1: They should be something that you should be able to do this over and over and over and over, and over again. Mm-hmm. So you can't be too precious about the you know, individual um, scripts. Right. Right. You can't be too precious about that. So I think that's what I say, like, but whatever it is, if you want to be a director, I think, I think to me, breaking as a director is so hard, so difficult, very, very, very difficult because the bar is just so high. Right. Think about it. It's like, think about the amount of screenplays that are written and think about the amount of screenplays that are purchased, but then think about the amount of movies that are made. Hmm. Right. I think also, you know, at least with Hollywood, like independent movies, I'll say like, if you have the ability to make a movie independently, then go make one, right? Or find people that wanna make a movie. Find the people that are around you, like we wanna make a movie, then go make one, Mm -hmm. right? Put it on your credit card, right? I think that's like, you know, I think that AFI is a great film school because they just make the directors direct shorts. (laughs) Like you gotta do four shorts and then go do them. Like that's Mm -hmm. it, like just, you gotta be directing things, right? Like just go make stuff right wherever you can, right? And not be too precious about what it is because if it's bad then don't show it to anybody right <laughs> it's bad then don't show it to anybody but you know you learn things and you do another one no right? absolutely Same as people, one,
0: right
1: then do another one yeah well quentin's first
0: film my best friend's birthday never saw the light of day i don't even think there he goes, finished there it. You there know. you go there right. you go um and the, uh uh kapil also asked confused about between moving to la or new york is that something you advise
1: huh, huh. interesting See, I think this, well, I think, well, obviously, I think my answer might have been slightly different, hmm. you know, a year and a half ago.
2: Sure.
1: But I think fundamentally, I think the answer is it kind of depends what you want to do. I think if you want to do, I mean, clearly LA versus New York, LA is definitely going to be way bigger, right? New York is still very insulated. And like, in a good week, you can pretty much meet all the film producers <sighs> in New York, right? It's like, there's really like, there is a lot there, but there really isn't that much there, mm. right? Like, not compared to L.A. Sure. It Like L.A. dwarfs it by like a grand scheme, right? Like it's not even close, right? Way more people in L.A. But at the same time, it's like, I guess it depends what you want to do. If you want to make interesting indie or New York type like A24 like drop films, well, then maybe you should go to New York, right? If you want to write on a network TV show, I definitely move to L.A., <laughs> right i kind of like it kind of depends how you want to see yourself again like, not that you can't do those any movies in la too i think it's just like what the question you actually have to ask yourself is where would you be the happiest
2: hmm.
1: right because i think you have to find i was telling this story about um well i mean because like that you know this vast the vasta night director like i think he lives in austin and just lives there and makes movies there right so like people can move and live in austin and have successful careers making movies too right right like there's a there's a bunch of directors that have been living in Austin, right? I'm blanking all their names right now, but it's like who's uh who's the guy that does all the tree shots? Dude. Oh my god, tree of life guy. Anyway, yeah, I- um blanking out his name. Like he's he's in Austin. He's just hanging out there, mm-hmm. right? It's to be wherever if you can get the people to come to you too. But I think also, but if you want to make a movie, where are your friends? Right? If you're going to make your first movie, then also it's like, well, where are your friends to help you make it? Right? Like I have my one, I have another, I have a friend who's thinking about making thinking about either in LA or Austin, but all of her friends are in Austin. She's going to make in Austin. Right. It's like, what well, it makes sense. Cause that's where her, that's where all of her contacts you know, there's going to be pull her favors. That's where she feels like she can pull the most shit and get the most help is by doing it. Well, then that makes sense. Right. You kind of have to figure out what is going to be the best path for you. Mm-hmm. How, where are you going to be? That's going to bring you the, you know, the quickest success. Right. right? So it people- also kind of depends what you want to do. Right. You know, if you want to do Hollywood stuff, then definitely have to come to Hollywood. Sure. Right, no, anyway. right, This is what it is, right?
0: Some people I, in the yeah, chat like, were saying uh, Terrence Malick, Tree of Life. Terrence Malick, that's yeah.
1: his name. Yeah, Terrence Malick. Yeah, Terrence Malick. Yeah.
0: Um, let's see here. Uh, Ron Hatcher uh, says, I'm loving this. Uh, thank you. <laughs> My first question is, what's the strangest query letter you've ever received?
1: Oh, I'm trying to figure out how far is too far.
0: <laughs> mm, I like that question.
1: The strangest query letter. Hmm. I mean, if it's really, really strange, I'll probably reply back, honestly. Right. (laughs) Like, if it's like really like, oh my God, what is this person? I might be intrigued, honestly. Like, I've actually like, sometimes I've been like, okay, you're such a weirdo. I have to like engage with this a little bit just to see what the deal is. I think to me, the, again, the killer with query letters is I've had a few, I have a few people and they keep, they'll send a query letter and then they reply back seven times on top of it. Hmm. I, I saw like I don't know like I I I I don't I don't like that kind of it doesn't work for me mm-hmm. if that makes sense right like, I saw it like send one this is what I would say if you are going to follow up the follow up should be Haley I just won nickels okay. <laughs> did you notice <laughs> I'd still love for you to read my screenplay fine then I might look at it you know what I'm saying it's like give me a don't just follow up like hey did you see my query letter it's like I did. I deleted it. Right. right? I mean, not at all. Yes, I did. My email works. Mm-hmm. Right. I did receive. So I think not being annoying, just being like, hey, here's my thing. I'll look at it and I'll either be into it or not. Mm-hmm. That's it. Right. And again, like some, you know, sure, sometimes I might, admit, but like, no, like I'm going to, I know what I'm looking for. Right. And I'm not, and I'm not going to get, and I can and it's not the bulk of my business. And like when I get them, like I'm working. Right. When I'm getting them. So I have to be like, no, 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 no. Like I, because I'm, replying to actual emails right that are giving me money right mm, yeah like, you know, like my like actual clients and my actual colleagues my, like i need to be focusing on those emails not the query letters mm-hmm. right so i think but i think yeah like to me like a good queer letter is just like hey some interesting fact that would make you an interesting writer you know dear madam only if it's an, I- an ironic way <laughs> <laughs> and you're doing it as some kind of joke or something but otherwise you know lee's fine right, right? you know then what's your tea? What's your deal in the log line? Mm -hmm. That's it. Because if it's longer that, if I get an email and it's like this long and it's like, I have 15 projects and I have this and I've been working in Hollywood for 7,000 years and it's just like, all right, good luck. (laughs) Like, I'm not going to read that. (laughs) Like, I'm just not. I just, nope, gone, deleted. Right? Because I just, I don't, like, I just, that's, I don't care, right? (laughs) No one trust me you will know what your one screenplay is that you want to pitch everybody Mm -hmm. absolutely you'll know what it is you'll know what it is you'll know what the best one is so pitch me that one pitch anyone that one right you're not going to have no one's going to if you have one amazing screenplay you've won the game if you have two amazing screenplays you literally are probably rich right like that's it like don't like (laughs) like you're not just what's the cool one what's the good one Mm -hmm. right what's the good one right that's it right no What's, one has fifteen amazing screenplays.
0: Not at that point in their career, right?
1: Not that, no, that you No, know, not that someone's sending a query letter. Right? right. Not, a, not true. Yeah, there's no way you have fifteen amazing screenplays. No way. Absolutely. What's That's the
0: protocol it. of somebody who queries you, gets the 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 delete, doesn't follow up or anything? How long should they wait before they query you again? Like, if they have a different screenplay, oh, not, not yeah, the same sure, one. a different
1: screenplay, not the same one. Because if I saw the same one, then I don't need it. Right. But if it's if a I different one, it, like should next. they wait like six months? Should they wait two weeks? Should they wait? Um. Oh, they want to pitch me another screenplay? Yeah. I mean, again, if I recognize their name, I'll be like, why didn't you pitch me this the first one? And also, again, why are you writing the screenplay so fast? They're probably not very good if you're writing them that fast. <laughs> like, I joke that my client wrote a screenplay on an airplane flight once. Right. But, like, it still took up time. Right. <laughs> right it's like we still worked on it for weeks right again also like he is very fast mm. right he's the fastest i've ever seen in my life right so it's like no right you're not gonna write an amazing screenplay in two weeks so you think three months six months yeah i mean whatever. i mean it's like when you have something amazing again sure. it should feel like this one's saying it should feel like oh my god i have the screenplay it is so amazing mm-hmm. it is so amazing oh my god it is so amazing i need to have everyone read this thing right now gotcha and you know what, if I get that email and that's the feelings I see in it, I will request this replay, right? Because I'll be like, that does sound amazing, right? Mm-hmm. It'll be obvious, right? It's not going to be that difficult for me to figure
0: mm-hmm. it out. Um, let's see here. Christopher Bosley says, Lee, my latest pilot scored an eight on the blacklist this week. Any tips on how to best leverage the recommended, their recommended into actual reads from managers?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Or uh, I guess, I can honestly, I think that's to me, that's something to include in query letters. Hmm. I think actually to me, that's a good thing. Like, Hey, my strip was in the blacklist and just got like, you know, I don't know was just listed as their top screenplays or got this high score or got this good review. And also, you know, what it is link to the review? Hmm. Cause you know, what I'll do I will, I want to check your, check your facts. Right. Let me see it. Oh, right. All right, fine. I'll look at it. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, no, like show, like tell me Show me the, show me the receipt, right? Show me the receipts, gotcha. right? Gotcha. Cause I think that's it. Like, yeah, I think, I think that's something I think that is, you know, that is a good score, right? Um, on a Blacklist website. So you could, I think that is something you put in a query letter or this or whatever, right? Or again, or as I mentioned, like, okay you query people before again, I mean, don't bother people too much, but like, I don't know if someone had replied back or you sent them the screenplay. Hey, this just got made on the Blacklist site. You know, did you check it out? Like that's, again, I think that's an appropriate thing to follow up with something. Sure. Yeah. Right. right that makes sense to, send it to someone before like hey no this cool thing just happened because again what well, you have to just understand like the same thing that i have to do is like you have to create tension you have to create you have to read this right now you have to read this right now you have to read this right now right, right. if you don't read this right now you're gonna miss out <laughs> right it has to feel like that
2: mm-hmm. right
0: Uh, Let's see here Ian Martin says Hi Lee Just wanted to say Good luck with Army of the Dead I'm sure it'll be a huge success Okay That wasn't a question But thanks Ian Hey Uh, Ian Let's see here Ron Hatcher says What do you say to Newbie writers Who get real Fracking anxious About letting their Freak (laughs) flag fly Wait, what was the question? That they, they do want to. What do you say to newbie writers who get real fracking anxious about letting their freak
1: flag f- fly? Do it, twister. You got to do it. That's what you have to do. That's why people are getting excited. Like, that's what I'm saying. It's like that is what people want. Mm. The crazier, the better. The more unique. This, this type of thing about it. You have to write a screenplay that only you can write. Only you can write that screenplay. That's a screenplay that you should write. And that's what will get people excited because they'll be like, oh my God, I've never seen that before. Mm-hmm. Never seen that before. Wow. I can't believe that that person did that thing. Like this hat, for example, this screenplay. This is Isaac on Grew Up Bubbles 2. He pitched me this. He did like he said he did like a five-minute pitch of the, of the script. And I lit at the end I was like, Isaac, that was the best pitch I've ever heard in my entire life. I was like, this like, I was like, this is. Literally the coolest movie I ever heard in my life. Like, I was like, that is the coolest pitch. And he wrote the script in two weeks. And things are happening. Wow. So it's like, that's it. It was on the blacklist. I went out with that script the day before blacklist voting started. And I got 16 votes. Wow. Because everyone loves the script. Everyone loves it. Because it's amazing. Let me tell you what this idea is. (laughs) script? So imagine, like, um, a star is born. Right. Bradley Cooper, who is like an older country, like he's like, he had this album, but he's like kind of been around for a second, but he had this last album and people like, so he, but he's kind of having this resurgence. He has a new album that's due to the record label in two weeks. They're like freaking out. They're being like, you got to give us this album. He's like, guys, 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 don't worry. Don't worry. Don't worry. I go up to the cabin and I write the screenplay. I I write the songs in two weeks. Don't worry. I'll give you your album. They're like, all right. So he goes up to the cabin. We find out He doesn't write these songs. Hmm. He met this guy named Otis in prison who's a heroin addict, but he's actually the genius behind the songs, right? But he's a heroin addict. Mm -hmm. The next morning, he finds him overdosed. Oh. Oh, my God. He, like... This is all the first actor. He takes the body, he like hun- hides it under a bridge. He doesn't know what to do. He's like freaking out. He's like, oh my God, I don't even know how to write a song. Mm-hmm. Like, what do I do? I don't have no idea what to do, like I wrote this album. And all of a sudden he's like in the kitchen, he's freaking out and a possum comes out of the cabinet, bites him, starts talking to him and says, Otis didn't write the songs, I wrote the songs. <laughs> <laughs> so then the movie is a Faustian bargain between, and then it's like between this possum and the country singer. And also was realized the possum also goes and has this a possum Jill, his wife, in there, mm. and they have their own scheme. So it becomes this like updoors downstairs, like parasite kind of thing, where the country singer is trying is, is trying to take advantage of the possums writing the songs, and the possums are taking advantage taking advantage of him to write to make to, so that he they break so he brings them food, brings mm. them roadkill from the road. So you have like this mutual thing. Oh my god, it's genius. Chaos and violence ensues, obviously. Mm. So fun. <laughs> So that's the kind of thing. That's the kind of movie that I want. Like when he was pitching me this movie, I was like, "Uh, uh," I was like gasping the whole fucking time. I was like, this is a movie, right? It has to feel like, oh my God, it's so fun. And I said this, we talked, we have talked to A-level actors about it. We've talked to so many people and it's fucking weird. See how weird it is? Talking possums, country music, people fucking love it. Mm -hmm. They love it. They love it. Right? How fun. Right, that's the kind of stuff you need to be doing. Stuff that makes people really excited, right? Yeah, also, mean, you know, and there's nothing also, like that. Yeah, but also smart. I, why did I make it country yeah. music? Because I want to make money. Yeah, and country music is a great way to like include that kind of to make it this movie where it's a horror movie. Mm. It's a little of horror, but like country music feels like such a great way. Like that always does well. Like I can make it something more esoteric or like New York. No, 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 no. We're going broad with that. Say this thing where you're kind of allowed one banana right where it's like you're either going to have like a really weird screenplay
2: mm-hmm.
1: or let's say like a really weird concept but their structure has to be clean it has to be simple like you can't make it too crazy right so it's like a lot of this movie has to be very kind of like make sense and not get too crazy or if it's just all crazy people won't know what it is you have to kind of pick what your banana is what is your crazy thing we picked talking possums <laughs> so everything else is just this is a very clean kind of like again you you know where this movie goes right it just doesn't end well for anyone <laughs> with this movie it's like it's like has that it has a very clean structure mm. right which makes it so compelling still so, so you you're still surprised but it's like but you actually think about it, you're not going to be surprised because the movie was so you know what this is inevitable right it's you know it's it's in the tradition of yeah like any faustian bargain like you know sleeping beauty any of these things right Or we already knows what happened you know you know what happens when the you know you have you know what happens when is in these people in these stories right it doesn't work out for them right well, eventually right right they have to like they have to figure it out right they're not the good guy right Our lead isn't the good guy right <laughs> he should just he should have just said that he was like the whole time Well, <laughs> that's what he gets so like he gets and then this is the other part because then he's slowly turning into a possum over the course of the movie too. I missed out on that part. Okay that's it that's like so that's what the movie is right how fun and you know you're so going to freaky the better right Talking country singing talking <laughs> possums go for it go nuts
0: um let's see kapil uh Gatwai uh, asks another question since you mentioned where my friends might be to help make independent stuff due to the pandemic i sadly lost touch with a lot of people mm-hmm. i wanted to work with so in terms uh-huh. of networking especially in these times what advice would you give me i'm currently in film school in florida but it's all online at the moment
1: yeah honestly that's why i think actually being in la is mm-hmm. going to be really fun here pretty soon because once thing we opened up like I mean, I went to a bar last night because bars are open now in L.A., mm-hmm. which is insane. And you could just tell everyone was talking to everyone. Everyone is ready to meet everybody. Right. People are excited. Right. So I think it's like networking. I think networking is going to be the like least difficult thing ever in L.A. for the next year. Everyone is going to want to talk to everyone. Everyone has been sitting in their houses, not interacting with people. So people want to go out and interact. They want to go get drinks. They Mm -hmm. want to like, you know, once it's safe, right? Again, like, it's like opening up, right? But again, but it's like it seems like it's happening, you know, we're getting close. June 15th, LA's open, right? Completely open. So it's like, Florida's already open, Mm -hmm. right? For the most part. So it's like, I think that that, I I think just getting, getting out there, I think a little bit, like going to this is like, you know, like Sundance, I think Sundance this year is going to be. I mean, I think once one Sundance to me is the best place for it to network. I've met so many people and had so much success going to Sundance. So was so sad this year to not go because mm. it's just like, ugh, that's like, that's where I go see everybody. Even though everyone's in LA, it's so funny. Everyone goes to Sundance to see everybody. Because mm. you're all in the <laughs> same place, at the same just time. On the street. Yeah. Like it's just like everyone's hanging out. It's like actually very small. So I think it's to me, it's like, again, not, not even if you're a writer going to Sundance can be really helpful because you know what there's just celebrities on every corner Mm -hmm. there are people everywhere right there's everyone is a producer everyone is an actor everyone's an influencer everyone there is like sure there are some also people that want to party or whatever but like a lot of people like there are just going to be people that want to make stuff so Mm -hmm. just finding whether it's Sundance or this go it just go go right even in Florida like there has to be like Oh, there has to be something, right? If there's a film festival or there's something, like there has to be some way to kind of network or get mm. back into that groove, right? But at least my advice would be like I just gotta like go. So, like, you know, because I think again, like even the Zoom, like I like hid my camera so I can look as I I never adjusted to Zoom. I never got used to it. I never figured it out. <laughs> like I never like so I think that's people are gonna be ready to go hang out in person here soon, mm-hmm. right? I think that's fine. Uh, let's see Again, here. Like, I, think also, you know, like, I don't know, like just emailing people too. It's like, I think, you know, I think also at the same time though, I think there is still an opportunity to reach out to people and be like, hey, will you do a Zoom? Sure. Like, I think that, I actually think now would probably be the time to do that. But in three months, people are gonna be like, no way. <laughs> Absolutely not. I'm not doing Zooms anymore. I'm not gonna meet people, you know, like you know, it kind of depends, I guess what it is. Maybe some people, I, I won't be as interested. In. Gotcha. Some people, I mean, I think for some executives that have to have like 15 minute, they have like 25, 15 minute meetings a day, sure. But also it's like, that's not my life. And right. also like, I don't think that, I don't even know how that's helpful, honestly. But some people wanna run their lives that way, that's fine, that's their deal, yeah. I don't get it. Like, I, I just, I think you know, it's, you know, I actually think that's counterintuitive at a certain point, right? <laughs> Having a bunch of short meetings. It's like, I'd rather have a real substantive conversation with mm. someone about something I actually care about, right? Not something, you know, but I don't know if that answered the question. Uh, Networking. uh, Just put yourself out there. (laughs) Go meet
0: people.
1: Yeah, go meet people. Find them, right? You know, they're out there, right? Um, Here's
0: one from Reddit that someone had had left um, from. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, I'm Dave. One asked about some manager's habits of sort of claiming to love a script, setting a Um. meeting with the writer to ostensibly discuss representation and then Um. ghosting. You know, ghosting mm-hmm. isn't something that's obviously new within the industry, and it's certainly not yeah. uncommon. Obviously, the further you get along in terms of that representation track from, you know, yeah, yeah. A query to reading to signing and all that kind of stuff is less likely to happen. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, I know of, of writers, clients that are being ghosted by it their happens. own reps. So can you talk a little it bit happens. about why that happens?
1: It happens. Yeah. I mean, it's it's just a bandwidth thing, really. Mm-hmm. It's really just a bandwidth thing where it's like, again, I would say I have unfortunately, you know, done this a couple times. And really what what it comes down to is, oh, yeah, I really love that. Oh, that was interesting. Let's schedule something, but then I have to move it. Then I have to move it. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, "Uh, uh, I've just, I've just moved, like, I just, I don't know, I've moved on, Mm -hmm. right? It's just hard to go the moment past, right? Or like, I was like, hemming and hawing, or I didn't really know, or it wasn't really that. Like, I was like, kind of interested in it, but I was like, Maybe I'll talk to them or like, maybe I had, maybe I had my assistant read it too and they didn't really like it. So then I'm like, eh, then okay. Like, you know, I can get taught. Talk- so I think that happens, mm-hmm. right? At least that's from my experience. Again, I try not to do that because I get that that's upsetting, but at the same time, it's like a lot of it's also, just if you think about it, if someone sends me a query letter, I kind of feel like I try to get back to people, but it's like, I can't, I don't know. It's not like, I can't really be worried about it too much, right? Like, if I request someone's screenplay, then yes, I try to get, I absolutely try to get back to them, mm-hmm. right? Like, if I'm, like, actively, like, you know, this year, like, the Nichols people, like, I emailed a bunch of people, but I, every single, you know, at least I thought, I hope so I did, that I, you know, I emailed all of them back, like, hey, I read it, you know, gave them a little note, you know, thank you for sharing, right? I gave them, I tried to, like, clear the dock, right? Because I was asking, but if some of you're just, someone's, like, unsoliciting giving me stuff, mm-hmm. I'm at least my perspective, maybe this is wrong, but my perspective is, is that I'm just, I feel like you should just be thankful that I could even look at it, Hmm. right? It's like, cause it's like, this is so speculative to me, right? 99% of correlators are going to be bad. They're going to be bad screenplays or or not even bad, just stuff that I can't do anything with or that I don't care or just not going to be good enough. Because again, I'm looking for the 1% of screenplays. I'm looking for the 0.01% of screenplays, right? So it's like, where is that gonna be? Who knows? But like query letters, most likely not there, right? Mm -hmm. Again, I like looking at them because I have found them and then it's exciting, right? It's always like, like, oh my God, it's like finding gold in a river, right? You're like, oh my God, look at this. Holy shit, this is in here. But that's exciting to find that, but it's still very difficult to find it and it's just, I don't know, it's just, no, I don't, I think any manager that kind of goes, it's just like, it's not, it's not meant with ill intent. It's just also, it's just, it's difficult to break up with people mm. sometimes. Sure. right? It's also, I've had this happen too, where I will be like, Hey, I don't think this is working out. And then the writer like talks me out of it. Mm. <laughs> right. It's like, <laughs> It's like, but why? What do you mean? Like, I but I want to stop. So then it becomes this like weird thing where it's like, how do we end this? Right? Because I get it. I get it. It's tough. Right? To like loot. Like to like. It's tough. I understand. Right? I sympathize to a certain point. It's like I have to still have to run my business. Right? And I can't. I have to keep moving forward. Right? I have to keep moving forward. Right? So gotcha. It's. I try not to ghost people. I try, but right. it happens. <laughs> <laughs> it happens sometimes because sometimes yeah. people are just annoying. No, I got you. I got you. I right? like I don't want to do it. Well, right? like you I know?
0: said, it's you know just having been in the business as well a long time. It's not uncommon. So you
1: know. Oh, again, like you just forget. It's like yeah. I don't like I just forget. Like oh shit, I was supposed to read that. Right. Oh my god. Oh god, I was supposed to reset that meeting. Oh, my god reading said that it. Then it's six months later. It's like oh okay, well whatever. Right. 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 Like am I gonna set it now? It's like I guess not because like right. right. Like sorry. Like I hope that they found something else because it's like is what it is.
0: Right. right? Um, Here's a few questions we got from David Wales, one of our stalwart SNS mods. Um, He asked, uh, he said, lead judges for different competitions. Does he approach each competition with a mandate from them, e.g., we want something commercial or we want the strongest voice or do you just reward scripts that he would see as good in any setting?
1: Interesting. I mean, they normally have like little like cards Or whatever i know i just like follow that for the most part Mm -hmm. but i think but again like but regardless of what the card is or whatever i'm also just like i just judge it based upon what i think like if it's like so even these cards where it's like oh was was the stress i like, oh my god i'll just like do it all like i'm not gonna like i I can't (laughs) right it's like it's like it's like like, i just like no i I either liked it or i didn't Mm -hmm. right it's like it's either a five or it's a one or a three right and it's like it's like, that. it's one of those, right? It's like, so I think, I try to just, begin. did I like it? Did mm-hmm. I respond to it? Did I think that they were being interesting? Did I think that they were like bringing something like unique? Do they have a good voice? Do they have, you know, that's at least thing I'm judging on. Or again, like, I think some of these questions tend to be really dumb. They'll ask like, I mean, I hate, like, was it like, I, yeah, I hate the commercial. I think it was like, oh, is it commercial or is it viable or is it, it's like, I think those I think those conventions are weird mm-hmm. because I think it's not the right thing. I think it's complicated, right? Because you have to when you're judging a contest, at least for me, right? Mm-hmm. If it's like I want I'll give the top score to the one that I just thought was the best one, right? But like does that mean that I want to sign the writer? Not necessarily. Right. Not necessarily, again, like, I'm like, oh, this is really great. This is interesting. Oh my God, the dialogue is so beautiful and it's formatted so well. And all the descriptions are great, but it's just like, not my thing. Yeah. And I'll give that one the highest score. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean that like, do I think it's viable? Like to me, it's like, well, that's not, it might be viable for someone else. Right. I don't want to judge someone else's viability of a screenplay. Right. Because I have passed on screenplays that have sold for Mm
2: $500,000.
1: Cause I didn't think it was good. So, I but again, so like, but again, at the same time, like, it's not that I would have, rec- I wouldn't, I still would have recognized, or like, or at least, it's not that I was so good, That I didn't find it compelling. Sure. It wasn't compelling for me. But at the same time, I could look at it, be like, oh, I get that it's like correct, right? Like, it still passes, like, it's still like you know an eight or whatever. It still like passes the the bar mm-hmm. or whatever. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, this is still good, right? It's still good, right? But it doesn't mean it just might not attend to me. Is oh my god, I want to see this movie, right? Oh my god, I need to see this movie. Right. That's it. So I'll just, I save that for like that one. Right. Where it's like, oh my God, it is like, you know, you know I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not sure. I try to be, you know, I try to just be fair, I mm-hmm. guess. Just look at the, You know, just look at the thing and see if it works. You gotcha. Um, David also, you know, also kind of, like, you know what I do? It's like, I can judge screenplay, but then I'm like the the one, like, you know I mean, you know it's funny i've actually given scores to higher scores but then signed someone that i gave a lower score to again just because Uh-oh. i'm like well, well this is interesting yeah right? again, like i can understand that this is like better mm-hmm. but just like not for me this is interesting but i can see maybe it needs a little bit of work great but that means it's good that i'll i'm right. yeah. gonna get i'll get out of the hood let's go right let's go like because this is what I, I mean this is my speed right sure
0: yeah um David also asked if Lee's approached with an exciting script what are the factors that get him to get to the next step in the process does he have a money source that thinks he thinks will love it or does he know a director who does that kind of script etc
1: like what's the process like okay I love something then what do I do is that the question uh,
0: I, I mean I think what are the factors that get you to get to the next step in the process
1: so well, yeah I think a lot of it, it's like I think that's what, like a lot on business it's like we' well, about focusing on you know I have one, I, it's not that I do television, but I do focus on features, mm-hmm. right? I do focus on features more than television. I don't do staffing, really. Like I just, a lot of managers do staffing and that's their big business and I mm-hmm. love it. And like, that's great, you know, but like same time, like writers that like, I want to go get staffed on a show. Not that I like can't do that or haven't gotten people staffed. I'm just like, I feel like I've actually where my clients staffed on shows than the agents have for the most part, but anyway, it's like it it's it's that to me, like getting staffed is like that's a bizarre process mm-hmm. to me. Right. It's just like every single time it's happened, it's been like, what? Like it's always like the most surprising thing to me. Every single time it happens, because I was just like, How did that work? Like what well, was just that was magic, right? Like selling a feature to me is actually again for me, easier. Because if I understand, because I because I'm focusing on it, I have connections in all the places that do features. And I feel like I have a pretty good sense of what the places that are doing features want. Or at right. the very least, what are the writers look like that they're looking for? Right. So I can kind of be very narrow and focused on that, right? By focusing on like that group of people that, like, okay, these are these are the agents, these are the executives, these are the producers, these are the studios that I'm going to focus on. Right. And then again, but it like by talking them all the time, that I'm yeah, I'm trying to find content for them, right? I'm constantly bringing them content right i'm constantly trying to find things for them right because that's how i'm going to pay my bills is i'm trying to, i'm servicing them right by bringing them things that i think they're going to like
2: right mm-hmm.
1: so the thing is like so when i when i love something sure like that's the problem like, i will love things but it's like ugh, this is just gonna be so difficult and i can't send this to anyone sorry dude. right i still have to be focused on what can i bring people right so i think yes it has to be commercially viable whatever that means or something like possum song it has to be like did i did i like I just have to like think that people will think it's genius and then they do, right? Like that's it. Like I just have to like I have to like feel that there's some part of it. At the same time, I do think it's a commercial movie. Actually, I think it's a very commercial movie. Mm-hmm. It's a Fly* meets *The Star Is Born*. Very commercial. Both those movies are successful, right? Like *I Like Little Shop of Horrors*. Successful movie. So even though it's weird, I have to see the path. To, like know that this movie could be successful. Like mm-hmm. what is and successful meaning that people want to see it, right? I don't have any interest in making a movie that people don't want to see. Right, like that's the point of making a movie is that you you want to show it to people, right? You want, here, I want people to see these ideas. So like, I think I'm always like, I'm all about like, including qu- interesting queer ideas and like complex characters or outside the box ideas or all this like talking possums, whatever it is. But I have to put it in a package that people will find immediately intoxicating. Oh, yes. It is, this is the kind of movie that we want. But unlike we've ever seen before, right? Just twisted a little bit, twisted enough so that, but it still slide. It still fits into the the system, right? The system still enjoys it. It still wants to try to make it, right? But what does that look like? Oh, genius, like fun and genius. Like it just has, or again, or, or it has to be like, oh my god, no one's seen like this idea. Like you know, no, one, I haven't seen someone approach this kind of commercial idea with this angle on. It. Mm. Right. I feel like I spend a lot of time like, okay, Netflix says they want to do, you know, 15 to a hundred million dollar, like action comedies. They want to do romantic comedies. They want to do like sexy thrillers. It's like, okay, well then I try to find those things. I'm just listening to them. They tell me what they want, but at the same time, like this has to be my version of those things, right? It has to be like, okay, but how, how do I, or how do I find something bend it into it, right? Like, like I had this one writer that I just signed and she has this idea which was really good but she just approached it very indie but I was like no no I love this idea let's make it a quiet place. <laughs> right like, let's let's blow this all up. Let's blow it up. Let's make it big. Right? Let's take your idea and blow it up and make it bigger and then I can go sell it to Netflix. Right? Hmm. But this one is too small. Right? But the idea is great. The idea is great and your character stuff is really great, which is honestly the hardest part coming up with good ideas and dealing with emotions are like that, if they're if your characters work and your concept is good, good. I, we can turn the volume up on everything else. We can add more set pieces. We can like, you know, make the stakes higher. We can like, again like that's something like, like development. that's something, like, that's something like, like dialogue I can't do. It's like, I can make a movie louder, right? I know how to take a screenplay and make beats of it louder, right? No, ha- do this then instead of this. Have this person do this thing instead of this other thing, right? Instead of this being this kind of like the, you know, I think a lot of the thing too, it's like, it's surprising to make a movie bigger, you have to have the characters make decisions, Hmm. right? A small movie is that the movie itself is kind of dictating the ride, which makes it it actually feel like it goes slower. If characters are fucking with each other and like going back and forth and like messing each other's up, that's actually way more dynamic within the context of a bigger thing too. So Hmm. that's also how you make a movie bigger, It's like make more tension, higher stakes, more emotions, right? Make everything feel more palpable and real, right? Like more urgent right that's how you make something bigger and more viable right so it's like so you can have a small idea but somebody's only a small idea because you've written it that way right you could take a small idea and make it big right there difference not a small idea and a big mo- it's just the approach not it's not necessarily con- concept-based mm-hmm. right right like super bad could be clerks Right? What's between Clerks and super bad? It's like, one's a commercial movie that's, like, big and loud and has, like, a fart jokes, and one of them is more, like, black and white, and it's, like, but it's just, but, like, they have, like, I mean, I know they're different kind of movie, but, like, I think you understand it. Like, there's just, yeah. you have to find, what do you, what's your approach? What are you trying to do? What's the goal of the movie? Right. What's the goal that you're trying to achieve? If you want to make $100 million at the box office, yeah, well, then column A, then, is what you want to be doing, and you want to be loud, and you want to have jokes, and you want to feel like it's, you know, broad hmm. I guess, like, you know, like, that it feels like it has a mass appeal, right? That there's, like, a loudness to the concept. There's, like, a, like, there's, like, you know, uh, it demands attention that you see a trailer for it, You're, like, oh, my God, that looks cool. I need to go see that in a theater. Because that looks big and loud and cool, right? Like, right. that's just, like, turning the volume up on the thing, right? I don't um, remember what the question was. But that what, I think I answered it. I think, yeah, just, yeah, cool. like, make it, like, if you want to make something commercial, then make it commercial, right? right? Push it that way. Right. It, it, this is the thing. It's a screenplay. It can be whatever you want. You can write it however you want to write it. Right.
0: Um, the last part of David's question is: Where does Lee Field projects tend to fall apart, and why?
1: Mm. Mm. That's a
0: good question. I mean, like in,
1: it, in terms of like the, the like the script, like the story itself, or like it
0: sounds pro- like projects that are moving forward with the studio network kind yeah. of thing, and then they fall apart when you're at the three yard line or something.
1: Honestly, why do things fall apart? Mm-hmm. People stop caring. The number one reason why a project will fall apart is like, I'm just dealing with this on Sunday right now. It's like the executive leaves the company. Hmm. (sighs)
2: We're
1: like, Oh, no, cause then all of a sudden then you're dealing with another person. They didn't bring this project in. Right. It's not their baby. They like, like it, but they're like servicing it. Right. So then you're like, so then what happens? It just starts dying mm-hmm. because no one's keeping, no one's watering it, right? No one's right. watering it, right? So I mean, that's the thing that, to me, that's the thing that kills movies. Is somewhere along the line there was a great deal of care, and then the care diminished, and then it died. Right? It's like you, it, it, it ha- it's momentum, right? A movie gets a movie gets made because you're able to push, like you're able to kind of like it's a miracle that any movies make gets made, and a movie gets made because there is momentum behind it. There is a force pushing on it, right? Whether it's like, because there's like a big person involved, whether there's a big actor or a big director and that's pushing it forward. Or it's like, there's excitement with the script. Like what if it has to be something that's getting people excited that they want to go through the process of making a movie, which is insane. Mm-hmm. Making a movie is an insane process that's exhausting. And it's like crazy to make a movie. So you have to kind of like, everyone has to kind of like be willing to go through that process to make a movie. Right. So why are they going to do that? Because they care a deep, they care about it deeply, yeah, right? And they so that's why at, like, someone like, that's why it's most important. Like you have to care about your screenplays too. Because why while screenplays dies, because the writer stops caring about it as well, mm. right? It's it a, all, it all feeds into itself, right? That's it, like it, it, everyone has to care. So they, they fall apart because people stop caring, right? But also again, the writer can even stop caring
2: mm-hmm.
0: about it, right? Uh, let's see. Um, Kapil has another question. Um, from a manager perspective, do you think someone who wants to be an independent filmmaker should actively seek representation or should they wait uh, to maybe get into Hollywood first? I don't mean, I don't know if they mean like yeah. logistically like move
1: here or to get another yeah. job in well, the industry, I, but I, no, but I, but I think, again, I think I, you know, I think this is like, you know, I, I kind of answered this really, which is uh-huh. like, if you want to, a manager will find you. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? A manager will find you, right? If you are brilliant, even if you're a director, you. Know, my experience when people are like, I'm trying to, I need a manager. It's like, it sounds like, I really need a manager. It's like, I, I'm always like, do you? <laughs> because if you're saying you need one, why aren't people calling you? Why aren't people proposing? Why, you're like, there's a million managers. No one, your stuff's viewable and, Yep. Well, no one it's again, not that maybe the right person hasn't seen it, but it's also, maybe it means that you haven't done something that makes a manager want to sign you yet mm-hmm. either. Right. Take the hint a little bit, right? Oh my God. No, no manager wants to sign me. It must be their problem. It's like, maybe it's their problem, but maybe it's your problem. Maybe you haven't done something to impress them enough yet. Mm-hmm. So yeah, try again, do another one, keep going. Right. Cause in my experience, people that have brilliant shorts get signed by fancy people mm-hmm. instantaneously instantaneously you have a brilliant short you get signed how do you get signed because it played any festival anywhere that people can see things right it's not hard right it happens very quickly right you do an awesome short it gets into the midnight section at south by you'll get a rep if it's, if it's awesome mm-hmm. period the end right like just make something awesome and then get it to somewhere where people can see it and then they'll they'll come to you right as, in my experience they'll come to you now that you can't, again, now that you can't do correlations in this, but at the same time, you have to be, I have to understand kind of like what, what position are you in and what do you actually have? It's like, no, people only really want something that they think they can do something with. So if there's not, if you're not, if nothing is going on, I mean, especially as, I mean, directors are very difficult in that way too, because it's like for a director, it's like, what are we going to do here? How can we do something? Right. So having an amazing short, sure, that's amazing. That's good. But then like, but do you have a screenplay? Do you have follow-ups? Do you have other shorts? Do you have TV ideas? You, like, it has to be part of that whole process, right? So if you don't have that whole stuff and you don't need a manager because at the same time, I think a lot of people have this idea like, again, I don't know this is like bad that I'm saying this, but like, you don't, you can sell shit without having reps at all. <laughs> happens all the time, right? In my experience, when do agents sign people? When someone sold something? sure. So why would someone just have agents? Oh my God, did they sell something themselves? They sold something themselves.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: They sold something themselves. They emailed something to an executive. And the executive bought it. Again, like that happens. That happens. Right? You are able to sell your own things, right? You don't need agents and managers to do that. You can actually just get, send your scripts out and someone could want to buy it, right? That happens all the time too. So again, that's what I'm saying. But if it's amazing, if you have an amazing screenplay, people will want to do something with mm-hmm. it. If you were an amazing director, people will want to find you. They will like, just then get people to watch your stuff. Just get your stuff into festivals, get it out there, put it on Vimeo, give the staff picks, get all, you know, just get it out there. Right. There's tons of, there's just, there's so many directors and there's so much stuff. So you have to like, it just has to be amazing. And if it's amazing, people will find you. Right. People will find you. Mm-hmm. Right. They will find you. Right.
0: Um, Ron Hatcher says in July of 2020, I had my first of two, Uh, Zoom meetings with senior VP at a major entertainment company. I've had Uh, stage fright ever since. Uh, What is the shelf life of a professional relationship (laughs) in Hollywood?
1: Uh, I mean, I think the thing with generals is that, I mean, I haven't had, this is the thing about generals. Generals are interesting in, I think generals are only really interesting in two ways. One, if you're a brand new writer Mm -hmm. that has an amazing screenplay, right? So you are trying to meet everyone because out of a hundred, I mean, my God, if I have a big script, I mean, someone like Shay, oh my God, how many meetings he's had? A thousand Mm -hmm. general meetings? Like I'm not even exaggerating. He's had two or three general meetings for the past five years, right? Like every week. So it's like so many meetings, but sometimes how many jobs have come from those direct meetings a lot but at the same time but not when he was first starting mm. right the first starting was you need to know me and then we had to keep building but again like those relationships were good because then people come back sure right but not because necessarily they enjoy that meeting but because now he's become bigger right so now when he has a general meeting every single thing that they bring up to him is viable because they're actually going to hire him to do it because he is a writer that you hire right sure. he's written Oh my God, he's 27 years old and he's written like seven produced films, right? It's like, exactly. So what people are bringing him, it's like, so I think if you're doing general meetings, it's like one general meeting, it's like, you can't put too much stock in any one general meeting, right? Can't, like I was like, just, just as, you know, got, got this, these producers brought this thing to him and it came about because I had set him up with a big writer eight years ago. Wow. Eight years ago, eight years ago. And then this writer had this thing and I was like, oh, what about him for it? Eight years. Eight years between that meeting and now mm. maybe a job. But yeah, mm. no, still, but maybe a job. Mm. Right. So I think the shelf life is, I don't think that's how you should think about it. Right. <laughs> I think you should be thinking, how do you get how do you get them to help you? Mm. Right? Okay, you have these these executives attention. Well, what did they say that they wanted? And then figure out how to give that to them. Right, sell your own screenplay. Get them to buy your thing. Write something for them. Mm -hmm. Right, write a spec that you think that they will like. So then they will then help you get a manager. Because you know how how do you find a manager? Executives. If an executive likes a screenplay and they send it to an agent or manager, that's why people like that. Again, I mentioned the other manager. Like she's like all of her clients. Yeah, that's the number one way most people get their get -hmm. their clients is that their friends send them the screenplays. And how do they get their screenplay? The writers were friends with that executive or they were friends of a friend or it's just, again, the, the scripts just travel, right? They'll go viral. If it's good, it will go viral and will reach into the cracks, right? It'll, it'll seep into the system, right? If it's able to, right? This, you know, this agent was just telling me a story about how he just sold the script to Universal and I was like, how do you find it? I was like, oh, an executive sent it to me. There you go. Boom. Somehow the writer was friends with this executive. Got the writer. I don't think that executive's not even doing it. Right? So they were just thought the strip was cool and then sent it along because they thought it was cool. Mm-hmm. That's it. And they thought that this agent could be able to sell it. And he did. <laughs> right. That's it. <laughs> Easy. Right. right. Like, not more complicated than that. Right? Like, how simple. Again, clearly that's you know, that's that's a clearly like an exception, not a rule, but like that's actually, but that's actually how it works. Mm-hmm. So a general meeting can be everything, or or most likely is nothing. It's as much. Because it's all just random and this and every, like jobs and everything, it's all the lottery, really. It's all time and place. And do you have the right thing? Or are you exactly what they want at the moment? And also the most important thing is that people wanna hire their friends. So things with so these general meetings is like, your number one goal, I think number one goal in general meetings is you wanna be making the person your friend.
2: Mm-hmm. That's it.
1: Like to me, a good general meeting with a client is they don't even talk about screenplays at all. They talk about like, I don't know, baseball or something. Like find something to bond over, right? That's it. And then the business will kind of like, will trickle down from that. Right. But there has to, it has to come from a mutual understanding of like life. Right. Right. And kind of movies and art and stuff you want to make. Right. And what, the, and that, and that you are able to complement that your job will complement that executive's job. Right. Which is making movies for their bosses. Right. Right. Like the personal taste of executives isn't necessarily what the job is for them i mean i mean hopefully it is in the most cases it is but there's a lot of people that you know you're just trying to get through this thing right everyone's trying to get to the position where then they get to decide what movies are made right, right? until you get there you can kind of, you work for some people maybe you don't even make exactly what you want to make right so servicing people helping helping executives get through their day by bringing them things that are make them go good to their bosses and make their bosses money and there you go know, then they love you and they'll keep hiring you to do stuff mm-hmm. right that's it
0: yeah um let's see here uh Shashwat Joshi actually put a log line here. I don't know if you want to hear it or if they should just email it to you. Do you want to do a, re- a, cre- a log line review here or do you want to <laughs> just email you?
1: What do you think?
0: Should uh, I? I haven't read the whole thing yet, but I can... Uh, I, I can sure. All right. So, <laughs> Shashwat, we're going to read your log line. We're going to give you a log line review here just to see. <laughs> okay, um, let Let's go. Let's see. The log line is, A scientist who sold lethal weapons which rose a dictator to power... Must erase his own existence in the past, and hence rise of dictator before his love is killed by the dictator. Mm. I'm not sure I understand.
1: I got it. I got it. I think. Okay. But I think. So again, but you know, but I think your reaction is actually picked, so That's my kind of reaction too. I think it's interesting, but it just feels. When I talk about the bananas, yeah. I've heard three bananas in that log line. I was like, wait, we have nuclear war, right. dictators, sure. time travel. Right. That's just like, again, I get that it seems loud, but I guess mm. the other question I would have is that it also doesn't seem that my again, I don't know if is this supposed to be dramatic or is it fun? Right. I think the log line, I'm not getting that this is the only way that this to me would work is if it's a comedy, mm. essentially. Like, because of how like in like how loud, like how intense. That is, right. at the same time because like time travel is very difficult. And like those other elements, like nuclear words like they're almost, they feel a little bit too, it's still like a little bit too simple for me. So it's like, I'm kind of looking for like, what is the, if like, oh, and it's like an absurd kind of Jumanji comedy where it's like, it's imagine Will Ferrell and or the like, then maybe hmm. like, I don't know what, like, what is the, what is the pitch of the story that makes it feel different to me? At like, least that's for me with that idea, with that long line. Gotcha. That's my but okay. i think that it's like yeah, almost like too many kind of things right so it's kind of like i'm struggling kind of where it is and it's like but if it's not and if it's not fun if that's like if that's too dramatic or serious but it's time travel so you're like a, like it has to then it has to be really fun then sure like and then i say like, and then it has to be a romp and that log line i didn't get romp, no i got like ooh like kind of like ooh, nuclear war mm. Like, that doesn't seem that fun to me.
0: Right. It sounds sort
1: of Terminator ish. Yeah. No. And like, Terminator, great, but like, Terminator exists. Right. <laughs> right. Right. It's like, that already exists. So, it's like, that's like how, so I think, you know, so if your movie has more elements that are more unique or more fun or whatever, then I would include that. Right. And highlight outline, those. Yeah. And highlight that. Cause I think this thing's like, oh, it's like Terminator with time travel, but you're the, but instead of the Terminator coming back, they're going back. Okay. Right. Yeah. That it? Right. Like, what else? I would need, like, what else? What else is about as unique about that that's going to make it stand right. out?
0: Uh, let's see. Uh, Kapil also asks, um, what do you think about filmmakers like Charlie Kaufman or Noah Baumbach and how their style fits in the, quote, system of Hollywood?
1: Yeah. I think because they do, because they're brilliant. Hmm. Like, Charlie Kaufman. is a genius. Every single one of his movies have gotten made by, like, Hollywood directors in Hollywood with Hollywood actors. Right why because they're genius yeah hollywood loves that they love it also they were successful and they made money and like yeah so like that why would hollywood 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 has no i think there's this perception (laughs) like you have to think about it like uh it's like a grocery store right it's like not you can't judge everything accordingly it's not like oh my god so hollywood makes soap operas and like stupid action movies so they don't like charlie kaufman no 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 no. they make people love soap operas so they make soap operas for the people that love soap operas some people love big action movies so they make bad movies and other people love weird indie comedies so Mm -hmm. they make those too (laughs) right they there's there. hollywood isn't like oh we're not going to make these things no they'll make they want to make things for everybody right including they want to make movies that appeal to everyone Mm -hmm. where like a big movie that appeals to everyone is like you know that's like the The whale right that they're searching right especially that something can be cheap but also make a lot of money that's even better but it's not like again i'm gonna guess that charlie again just i'm saying i i don't actually think it was probably that hard for him i'm sure he struggled a little bit but once the door opened it flung open flung open they were like get in here dude (laughs) right they i'm he was welcomed with open arms right was invited in and like cause they made his movies. Like you don't get, you don't get like five movies made if they aren't like into your shit, right? They were into him, right? Well, he has they such a unique
0: him. point of they view. They loved though. it, right? They loved
1: his voice. They loved his screenplays. Mm-hmm. Actors love it. Directors loved it. You know, I think someone like, so like, I think that's one of best, Charlie Kaufman. I think that, you know, him being a director, I think is you realize, I think him being a director is way more difficult than him being a writer, mm. right? And now he's doing more like weirder things. So again, like, like also like, I think it's the thing too. Eternal Sunshine, very commercial movie, honestly. Like when you actually look at it, it's a very clean commercial movie. It has a very like distinctive, like it, it's not it's not like it's something where it's like, it's a romantic comedy with Jim Carrey and Kate Winslet in it. And like, sure there's like some mind bending stuff but it's emotional and it has some twists and turns and it's like very concise and complete, right? It's not like it's like, it's structurally very, very sound. Like it's very like, very accessible. Actually, it's fun. It's a very accessible movie. Actually, right? His more newest stuff, obviously, a little bit more esoteric and less accessible. But mm-hmm. whatever. That's he's trying a company whoever he wants, right? If you want to do, if you want to do something that was accessible, he would. Clearly, mm-hmm. that's not what's interesting. Clearly, <laughs> he's just like I'm doing this, and you're like, All right, do whatever you want. Like he could clearly do whatever he wants, right? Yeah, literally. But also, the thing is, but that's why it's like, but that's okay. But also, is that the goal, mm-hmm. right? He reached a place in his career where. He can direct a weird movie for Netflix for like $15 million or however the budget of that movie was. Of course he can. Why? Because he's Charlie to mm-hmm. right? So I think like someone like Noah Bauman, it's like, but how do you start, he had to start by making movies that people just wanted to make because I thought they were fun.
2: Right. right.
1: They just thought they were fun movies, right? You know, they're like, oh, these are so fun. Let's make these. And then they did, right? So I think to me, it's like, again, I think the answer with both of those is that they were both brilliant. So they got their stuff made, mm-hmm. right? They wrote brilliant screenplays that people loved, actors loved, you know, and then, then they were able to, there you go. That's it. It's that simple. It's like, that's it. Like, just be brilliant, and then we will just figure itself out. It won't be a problem. Right. So, and yeah, it so will be brilliant. But that's it. Yeah, that's it. Just actually, but that's it. Like, really, that is it. <laughs> write something brilliant, and then write another one, right? Right. And then you get to be Charlie Kaufman. Right, absolutely. And then like, you get to be Charlie a... Kaufman. Charlie Kaufman isn't poor, let's say. Like, don't worry. He's fine. Right. He's just fine. Right. He's just fine. So like, it's not like, Oh, like there's not, there's not money. It's like, no, there's money everywhere. That's what I'm saying. What I said earlier, it's like just write something that only you can write. It doesn't matter how weird it is. It doesn't matter how small it is. Doesn't matter how, cause you know what, if you love it and it's unlike anything else in it, but at the same time it's emotional and people will cry or it's fun or it's thrilling or whatever. In any capacity, pick one of those things. Mm-hmm. Right. But it feels still personal and emotional to you and distinct in a way that only you can do. People will love it. Yeah. People will love it. People will love it not a worry absolutely if you can execute that on if you can execute that on a high end people will love it absolutely
0: yeah Uh, every
1: single day of the week every single day of the week doesn't matter how weird it is
0: let's hear mark slam says could you
1: just make just lock it in right just make it amazing
0: right yeah that's the key right yeah um Mark Slam says, could you spare a word of encouragement or two for an aspiring, very nervous writer, director, actor with zero connections and less resources about to start pre production on his first real short
1: oh, film? Con- oh, congrats. Oh, congrats. How exciting. That's brave. Um, but necessary. make sure you eat. Mm. Make sure you eat when you're on set because it's easy to forget not to eat. That's true. Uh, make sure you drink some water. Um, eat up. Love every second of it. How blessed you get to make a movie! Amazing. Right. right. If it ever feels overwhelming or distract or nervous, but it's like realize how you're the boss and how fun this is. Mm-hmm. And you know what? that's that when people respond to that. right? I think I've been on sets and when the director's having fun, everyone has fun. If the director is mean or upset or nervous or doesn't know what they want, then no fun. So just just understand how fun it is. right. It's just gonna be intense, but like it'll be fun. You're making some art, you're making it less short. Like, and also, because if you're not having fun doing it, why do it?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Why do it? Don't do it then. <laughs> don't, if it's not gonna, if you can't make it fun for yourself, don't do it. Make it fun. Make sure that you're having fun while you're doing
2: it. Yeah. No, that's that's, good what,
1: that's yeah. what I would encourage you to do. Like if you're not having fun, do it, look around and understand how you could make it fun for yourself and others around you. And then all of a sudden it'll be a way better experience and all of that will go away. Right. right. That's what I would say. Just constantly, like, how can you make sure that we're all, like, that people are working and they're getting their jobs done, and you're getting what you need, but that it has to be done with love
0: mm-hmm.
1: and compassion and, like, you know, that's it, right? Um so That's what I would do. But yeah, but also have fun. Absolutely. I how how lucky you get to do it for. I love it. So.
0: Um, I I promise to have you to take up about ninety minutes of your time. We're close, but I do. Right. There's one more question here that I wanted to run by you. Ron Hatcher says, what if we legitimately don't know quote, what only we can write? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm as green uh, a writer as all get out. Sure. How can somebody find what
1: that is that they. I think but probably, I think just, you know, I think, I think the part of this, and again, I'm, like, this is, I'm not throwing shade at this specific person, but I think part of it is, you know, I think a lot of writers, it's like, you know what, if you don't know what to write, you don't know what it is maybe you need to go experience something, hmm. right? Like, you know, like, you know, like authors do this. It's like, okay, I'm going to go write this thing. I'm like, well then go there, find, if you're like, just find something you're intrigued by or that you ha- have a knowledge of, and then explore it in some way, find it, right? You have to kind of like, you have to find it somewhere. Like mm-hmm. right? what is like, you know, like, for example, like when I'm thinking about movies, like when I'm developing a movie, I'll go back and watch all the movies that I can think of like, like that movie, right? So if you have some, just, yeah, but, but it like everyone has something that's distinctive. Everyone has some weird uncle, everyone has some friend, everyone has gone to something that was like really weird. Like everyone has something that could be the kernel of something that you can grow into something big in my experience, right? What is it? It's hard to say, but like everyone can have some kind of element in their life that makes them stand out. Or again, also even perspective. It also it doesn't have to be like personal either. It's just like, I've never like also understanding what you're good at too right what is the kind of writer that you are right and then asking yourself okay I'm really really good I'm really funny and I write really funny stuff okay well what's a comedy what's a version of a movie done as a comedy then take a movie that already exists and then make it in your voice right mm. even if it's counterintuitive take a drama take a I mean that's what people a lot that's what people do all the time in, in Hollywood Right? They'll just say like, oh, we're gonna do the comedy version of this, right? That's what that happens all the time. Like just take take a version of something and then just flip it. And now you've made it its own thing. Now you've made something completely unique by taking something that was something else, taking a story, here's the thing about stories. There's really not that many different stories, right? There's only so many different stories we can tell. So a lot of it's about approach too. How are you approaching this in a way that someone else isn't approaching it as well, right? Just because that you write in this voice. So what is your voice and what kind of stuff do you write the best? that you can then take something else that's would on its face, maybe not be what you think it would be, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: but by making it a comedy or making making a comedy into a draw, like just mix and match, like try to think about stories in more, in a more abstract way. Right. Don't think about like, Oh, this kind of story could only be this thing. No, literally think Stanley Kubrick said, if anything can be imagined, it can be filmed.
2: Mm.
1: Anything, if anything can be imagined, it can be filmed if you can imagine something in your mind, it could be a movie. So, what is that? What is the thing like this is something that I've never seen, but also like, but I have an interest in it, right? And you have like a you know, like you have not even just a knowledge, but like you have like a you are gonna you're gonna go spend the time, you're gonna go spend six months researching this whole thing because you love that subject or you are fascinated by it and you're going to go into the bowels of like some library dig out a bunch of stuff and find a bunch of research and then make this epic thing about this time or place that never been told before but you're interested because you're going to go find that information exactly right right i mean like there was like a lot of you know, a lot of people were doing biopics and stuff like i don't know i think the biopics have like kind of I, I think we've done every biopic i think every biopic's been on the blacklist at this point i don't even know what's left but it's like you know, but that's why those tend to work hmm. because someone was just fascinated by a subject, right? They were fascinated by a celebrity or an event or a person. And then they did all the research and they put them in a screenplay. Like, oh, yeah, look, at you did the work for them. You did the work for Hollywood by giving them something that they wanted to do, but they just didn't take the time to go do the research, hmm. right? So it's the same idea. Like, how can you go find some piece of research that's going or some element of something that you're going to spend the time doing, right, that no one else has done? But again, but why it's gonna be good is because you have a genuine love and interest and care towards it, mm-hmm. right? But stories are everywhere, right? I feel like when I go through my day, I'm like, oh my God, this could be a movie, this could be a movie. Because like, just when you interact with people, like, oh my God, that's so fun. Like, you, but how, and then how do you put it into one of those buckets? Like, how do you make it a comedy? How do you make an action movie? How do you make it a whatever, right? Think about things as a setup. Like what's what's a good setup of something? Oh my God, that, that anecdote when I was 12 that happened to me, oh my God, that would be a really funny setup for a action movie. Like, cause what if this happened? What if after that happened, this other thing happened? Right. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. right? Like Then it becomes something distinctive because you've taken some kind of personal anecdote and then you've turned it into an action movie
2: mm-hmm.
1: because you also love action movies. Great, right? But that can be something small, right? But that's what it will feel palpable because if you write it in your voice, and your attention and you have knowledge and love of it, that will come across on the page all 100%, 100% of the time. Right. 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 So that's what I mean by personal, just like, that you have a know, like you have a knowledge and interest and care and love for it, right? That'll come across. Mm-hmm. It always come across, right? You can't fake that. You can't fake like care, right? You can't fake it, right? Yeah. It has to come from a genuine place, and it will and it will show up on the page
0: if mm-hmm. you care. So, yeah, no, that's great advice. Um, thank you for coming on today, Lee, and, cool. and, and talking and answering questions. Wonderful. Yeah, it was fun. Uh, you can follow Lee on Twitter. It's at Lee Stoby, That's S T O B B Y. Um, Mm -hmm. And thank you all for joining us today. Hopefully we'll see you next Saturday for our first Meet the Showrunner episode with Harvey Girls Forever showrunner, Brendan Hay. Um, Thank you again, Lee. Um, Cool. Thanks. It was fun. Yeah, no, it's great. It's great having you. Um, And uh, we will see you all next weekend, next Saturday.